0: Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Sasha. This week, MLS Talk
1: It Out Before a Lockout and WSL World Cup and more Bundesliga.
2: MLS talk it out before a lockup? That's like uh some pretty heavy rhyming you got going on there, Sasha. It's my
1: attack. Damn, this
0: motherfucker's spitting.
1: <laughs> I got that <laughs> that clean Will Smith rap. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I guess we'll start off with a question because we got some heavy stuff we need to talk about for just a brief minute. But like, what was the thing that this week made you the most paranoid? Uh, I'll start. There was a car idling outside my house with its lights on before curfew. So it wasn't even curfew. And then it drove away. Literally. That is the extent of my interaction with this car. Peeking out of the blinds and seeing it out there for about two minutes idling. And then it driving away. And that got me paranoid yesterday. (laughs) I don't
0: think I've felt paranoid about myself or the safety of myself or the safety of others. Just... Because I have friends in the cities, including you two, and just being worried about them and you guys. So that's really it.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Sasha, has anything made you paranoid? Yeah,
1: I was I was stupid enough to walk down Snelling at like 11 p.m. and I got maced. And since then, I've been pretty, pretty paranoid. <laughs> you, you got maced? Got maced? You, yeah. You didn't tell us this before we started recording? <laughs> no, because oh, I wanted yeah. an authentic reaction. Sasha <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, So that night That was the worst night It was for St. Paul And the cops were kind of just uh, They are smacing indiscriminately And I was standing outside Holiday And they just came out of nowhere Like not even in cars At least not that I heard And they just maced me right across the face um, And oh. thankfully some protesters were there I got like two blocks away And they poured water all over my face Anyway. have
2: you been maced before or was this your uh, first time n-
1: never by police before no uh that sounds wrong Wait, in college me and my friends like we tr- like we would mace each other just to see like how hard- bad it was but like we used very <laughs> little and that yeah, was you guys uh, party hard <laughs> and that was like uh i don't know this was like the worst like it was a very terrifying experience mostly because like for the first 15 minutes that stuff like makes it hard to breathe um even if yeah. it doesn't get in your mouth, like it's if it's in your nose, you just like you're trying to swallow, and you have this horrible chemical taste. And then like just stood in the shower for like an hour, and after about like less than two hours, the burning went away. Anyway,
2: okay, fun story. I see. Yeah, um, <laughs> fu- funny story. Uh, I read an article yesterday that said that some doctors believe that. Um, Tear gas actually irritates the respiratory system in a way that makes them more susceptible to COVID. So fun. Um, and you know, we've been kind of dancing around this topic very briefly, uh, but let, let's get to the heart of things. Um, last week, George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis. Things have been pretty crazy since then, um, in, to varying amounts for each of us, depending on where we live. And... None of us on this pod are black. We have one person of color on it, uh, an immigrant. So it's kind of like um, inappropriate for us, I think, to be commenting on the specifics of this, the, the, the protest and, and why folks are out there because we don't want to go up the movement. I think you the, the better people to listen to are Black Lives Matter, um, other black voices that, that you can uh, listen to from the state of Minnesota and beyond because this is becoming a national uh, situation or has been for a few days. And we're going to tell you to to, to take a look and and to listen and to hear, again, black voices. Uh, That means setting aside your own feelings and listen to what people with the lived experience are telling you. We're also going to request you to, to take your time any physical goods you might buy and and really most importantly your money because honestly a lot of a lot of these orgs that we want you to donate these things to they're going to see a huge influx of people volunteering a huge influx of people giving things to them in the short term and then there's going to be nothing after a while once people forget i don't know when that'll be but th- th- they will they will reach a dry spell and that's when the money you give them right now they can use it at that time so um I have personally been donating to the Neighbors United Funding Collaborative. That's the um, the place that uh, helps small businesses in the Midway. And their mission until recently was kind of like neighborhood beautification, like making things better here uh, and, and helping the, the neighborhood improve. But obviously, uh, as of recently, that's changed a little bit. Other organizations you guys have been donating to? Uh, I just
0: donated to Act Blue. It's that uh, secure donation site where you, your donation goes to 12 different organizations that fight oppression, including um, Unicorn Riots, who've been covering the protests, um, Black Lives Matter, national bailout, just a couple. Also, um, contact your local food shelters. Uh, they might need food because because of uh, a side effect of this is stores and stores are
2: closed down so look over there for donations look local as well uh so caleb one thing act blue is a fundraising site kind of like gofundme so is there a particular act blue fundraiser that you um donated to it's okay it's just as a portal or fighting against racism and police brutality there you go okay okay so Uh, it looks like act (laughs) blue has a has a has a has a link to that probably on their um page somewhere so yeah, I tweeted it out, too. So perfect. Sasha, what about you? If, if uh, you want to direct donation somewhere in particular?
1: No, but I would say if you are going to donate food or items, uh, look at uh, look online to see what they specifically need. Right now, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of people need like uh, baby specific things like diapers, baby wipes and so on. So uh, just before you donate, go ahead and look.
2: And uh, one of you referenced the fact that we're going to have food deserts pretty soon. I will make a reference again, this fact that like long after you sitting at home might forget that this, well, let me not forget, but you, 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 you lose the like motivation to do something about this particular issue. The people in the neighborhoods that have lost pharmacies and grocery stores are going to be struggling to get food and their medications a lot of these folks, the most vulnerable, maybe some of the ones who need the medication the most or might need the food the most, don't have ways, independent ways of moving long distances and bringing that stuff to them. Um, and without local grocery stores or local pharmacies, those places become food deserts or places where people can't get medications. That's going to be something that becomes very important down the line. So. Think about how you can influence that, how you might be able to, you know, maybe a local neighborhood council might ask for money to establish a local grocery store, grocery fund or donations or food shelf, uh, whatever it is. Find ways to do that. Um, But obviously this situation is going to evolve pretty rapidly. Uh, Also, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Uh, It's going to go out on Wednesday. A lot of stuff can happen in 24 hours. So um, I'm hoping I don't need to Come in in front of the episode again and be like, hey, between the time we recorded and and the time this episode went out, Zlatan came and airdropped himself onto the Minnesota state capitol with a his butt on full display. And that was, you know, it made everybody laugh. And all we're now all friends. I don't know. Um, I hope I don't have to do that uh, again because the last two episodes, something Wait, has happened. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah okay uh how <laughs> much the first All right. notch <laughs> well so i forget what i did two weeks ago but last week the nwsl announced right after we finished recording that they were coming back so i had to be oh, like listen right. we're gonna say we don't know about the nwsl but they just said that they're coming back so uh yeah anyway so all these caveats done it's time for us to move on also i will say i needed a distraction this week uh, I don't know about you guys. That's why we're recording. We want to talk about soccer because talking about the unrest and and serious stuff is important. But if that's all you're talking about, sometimes your mind gets kind of... And I, I needed to do this today. So thank you for joining me, guys. I really do appreciate that you could be here and, and talk about this relatively unimportant stuff with me.
1: Definitely. I agree Mm because volunteering can be an outlet for the body but you need something as an outlet for the mind and soccer is a great distraction
2: alright well with that let us move into the first segment of our show bad guys (laughs) Yes, a segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys the top divisions MLS and NWSL I hinted a second ago that the NWSL has announced that it's coming back well it has
1: Yeah, they are going through with their month-long tournament, and it's going to be in Utah. It's starting, kicking off on July 27th. Each team is going to play four games, and then the eight of the nine teams will advance to the semifinals, and they'll follow semifinals, quarterfinals, final Mm -hmm. uh, format. Uh, First game is going to be Red Stars versus Pride and North Carolina Courage versus Portland Thorns. I don't have the channel for you, but I know CBS is going to be showing some of these, so... I'll update that when I know it.
2: All right. And reminder, we will have Rachel Krieger to discuss uh, the the return of the NWSL preview, the Champions Cup, with us on June 16th. She will join us. She writes for Equalized Soccer, and we're very excited to talk to her about NWSL. So moving on to MLS, and before we talk about the MLS uh, and MLSPA discussions, I want to talk about the uh, David Guetta live stream to, I think it was to benefit the like New York City Mayor's Ball <laughs> I don't know
0: what it was but it was bad
2: and, right so like back in 2008 I used to like I wasn't a DJ but I thought of myself as one I had the virtual DJ software installed in a bunch of like EDM tracks so I was like yes I'm gonna be the best DJ at Beloit College did not work and um, I used to listen to a fair bit of David Guetta at the time and so that, but he kind of quickly faded from the consciousness. As far as I know, he hasn't like had a massive hit in a while. But MLS was picked it, him to do this. Like, what? What's up, Kill? Was it?
0: Was this his big comeback?
2: Uh, apparently, was this him reannounced himself into the zeitgeist. Uh, maybe it wasn't quite as bad as Martin Solveig with the FIFA thing. The <laughs> the the best awards, but it's close uh, in terms of cringe, at least. And now I, I gotta be honest with you. I think David Guerra isn't being malevolent. Or he's just ignorant and clueless. It's and and he's French. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where he lives, whether he's lived in America long enough to get it. But l- uh, I think it's clear he had this idea, thought it was great, and ran it by no one. <laughs> yeah. He's scheduled <laughs> in advance to do this like stream for the New York City Mayor's Ball as a fundraiser. And MLS is sponsoring it with Heineken. And he decides to write... He's like, oh, this George Floyd thing has happened. I should write a song for it. And that's what he did. And he played the track. He didn't talk anything about, like, the, the reason why protests are happening. He's, he just made some vague references to things are bad in the world right now. And then he dedicated the, flat, the, the, the song for, I believe it was, like, for George. And then definitely said, and this is now, I know this is a quote, shout out to his family. It's really important in the healing
0: process to have an international DJ shout you out on a live uh, stream.
2: I hope David Guetta had that done for him because I'm pretty sure at some point he started getting text messages being like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> that is very dumb of you." And please, you know, educate yourself on what you're talking about, dude, before you get you, you know you get involved. Anyways, heart's in the right place, I guess, but uh, it was pretty embarrassing for MLS because they themselves embarrassingly, hadn't addressed any of this until I believe it was like yesterday afternoon or something like that. Which I mean, I don't I'm not one of those people that wants to hear from brands. But maybe when you've had a massive fight about political messaging with your supporters the previous fall, you should kind of have it figured out like, hey, if shit pops off, what are are we gonna address it? And maybe we should, because people might be taking a very close look at us. Or, you know, maybe you don't want to address it. Maybe let's not keep tweeting soccer highlights while it's happening. <laughs> maybe maybe. Uh, that's just me, you know. If, uh, but Don Garber ain't asking me to jump and handle his social media. So, and you're in marketing, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, well, wait, he only okay. he only pays us to show for the league, which we also do poorly. So you know, <laughs> yeah, those uh,
0: those uh, <laughs> chats have not been coming as frequently as I, th- I had hoped. You know, pre- those gar- apparently he's not listening.
2: <laughs> And, and you know, the checks that we did get were in Garber coin, which apparently doesn't isn't, like, worth anything. Garber coin is, like, 1,000 Garber coin is, like, half a dog coin, and I don't even know what a dog coin is worth. So, um, anyway, let's, let's move on to MLS. What, what do we know about this whole MLS, MLSPA thing? And I'll, I'll quickly say, I didn't pay attention to Soccer News for five days. I come back, and the chronology is, like, all messed up. I do not understand <laughs> what happened between our last episode and today with the MLS and its players association.
0: I don't know what happened between last episode and today uh, either, but I'm going to try and... Does anyone? No, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Carlyle does. Um, Who, Carlyle. Why? How? Because he's a reporter. <laughs> it's his job, Notch.
1: <laughs> ah, but imagine uh, like, this is what you're reporting <laughs> on in the past five days. <laughs> I just want to put it out there. Like, all the things were <laughs> happening, guys. <laughs> Oh man, I feel
0: bad. Um, anyway, keep going, kill him. He's a columnist for ESPN. He has been tweeting, uh, following it. Some of us has a uh, Stam Stechel and someone else from the Athletic. I won't say Paul Tenorio is probably the best bet there. Um, basically, covering some back and forth between the owners and the uh, MLSPA Players Association um, concerning the how the for lead format will go if they re- when they re- if and when they restart. Um,
2: probably one of the big obstacles was uh, Force Majeure. But Jeff Carlisle has tweeted out... That sounds French. Is it like David Guetta? No, it's um, better?
0: <laughs> I don't I don't really know what our ranking of French things are right now. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, Jeff Carlisle tweeted out uh, this morning, actually, multiple sources have told me that MLS owners have backed down on having force majeure tied to attendance. Will now look like NBA version. That is a major obstacle to to overcome... Hashtag MLSPA. Basically, this is to avoid a lockout. Um, I don't really know what all the details or the intricacies of this tweet. We um, do you know that force majeure means something that will avoid a contract. Some that, that, if attendance of the games is somehow tied to the pay the players get, I do really don't know. And since there's not to be any attendance of at any games, how that affects bonuses or clauses in players' contracts. But um, looks like they have. Come to an agreement on that. They're voting on the on the uh Orlando location and the restart. I believe tomorrow. So as this goes up
2: again, we don't know this right now, but you'll know it. And maybe I'll have to go in front of the episode again and be like, "Hey, listen, remember how we told you that there was an agreement that was being voted on? Well, guess what? All the players fled to Greenland. <laughs> and honestly, who can blame them?" <laughs> right. In this economy, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do believe that the players haven't trained in two days. Like they've refused to. Yeah, there was voluntary, voluntary training train.
0: that they're basically striking against. And, you know, more we'll power to them. Use that uh, bargaining so tool.
2: So, w- what. W- one thing I want to ask you guys about since you probably have a little bit more experience with me on this than me, being having lived in America a little bit longer and followed sports here a little bit longer. Um what's up with the um lockout versus strike? Can you explain those to me? Usually a
0: strike is followed by a lockout if not resolved by a certain date. Um I think most recently the nhl had a huge strike and then locked out in like 2004 2005. basically um usually comes around when the cba is ending and it's really the last um last uh i don't know um gambit that players can use to, to um force the owners to accept their demands is to strike because with no players there's no product and sometimes that strike goes into a when the season's supposed to start, and that turns into a lockdown. The league lockdown. Um down. MLB had it in 96. It was briefly touched down in, in The Last Dance. It's so one of the reasons why Jordan came back to to basketball. Spoiler. Um, yeah, spoiler to a thing that actually happened. <laughs> Read a history book.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Spoilers i'm reading history books right now but not for that that's probably <laughs> l- less important so that, that's my understanding of it um
0: i don't think there. i think the most recent one has been was the nhl lockdown and looking back on that i think it was actually 2008 that's what i would turn earlier because i very clearly le- remember that going on that he,
1: historically I would say NHL or MLS has done better than NHL when it's coming to this with uh, negotiating with players and coming to terms quicker. We've had, I remember multiple years where, like, the season was delayed or shortened in NHL because of lockouts. Whereas, like, with MLS, I always feel like it's, it comes down to the line, which would be midnight tomorrow. But I feel like they've always come to terms of come to an agreement with the players. Hmm.
2: But I might be wrong on that. <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens with MLS specifically, and um, I think that's the last bit of MLS news we have. Do you have anything else that you guys want to talk about about this league? Mm, no. All right. All right. Let's move on now to a segment that we call the ludicrous display. Ray, he's kicked the ball. We're going to talk about the Premier League in England. Yeah,
0: the Premier League is coming back uh, June 17th. It's a Wednesday, which is weird, but I might 60-40 and whether or not to take the day off. <laughs> but I probably won't because it's just two games, Arsenal v Man City, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. So the
2: question is, if you take the day off, will you be go to your boss and be like, Yo, the Premier League's coming back. Or will you be like, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Strategically, uh, no, I don't have to give a reason to take PTO in my job. Oh, look
0: at you flexing!
2: Nice, I like mm. it. Mm. Oh, you actually flexed
0: very nice. <laughs> uh, the English FA also recently has given teams the okay to play friendlies in the two weeks before this June 17th restart. Um, during the menu uh, meetings to decide when the soldier's gonna happen, over half of the teams opposed neutral venues. I don't know if that's for sure, they're going to play neutral venues and they'll be up in the air still. But I think playing at every single home stadium in the Premier League is
2: dangerous at this point. Yeah, we'll see what they decide to do. I will report that Sky UK has decided that they're going to give an option. So, like, you know, you have a button on your remote where you can activate like piped in crowd noise, which we'll talk about a little bit in terms of Bundesliga because there's an article about it. But, uh, so, sounds like a very bundesliga e setup in that way. We'll see what happens. Alright, let's move on to a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer in Brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world I mean, that we haven't talked about already. Serie a, coming back on June 20th. Good for them.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, we haven't really covered them all year, so I don't really know what to say about it um yeah i do know that 124 matches we played over 43 days
2: which is a lot yeah they'll be played behind closed doors as well um yeah remember when uh set racism came up like early this european season and then there was all that racism in england and you know we had to discuss (laughs) racist incidents in that context well guess what um, it's a little bit little bit bigger. I think at that point we had discussed like it's a little bit of a bigger issue than, than just soccer and you can't like address the soccer symptom um, without addressing the larger issue. Well, here we are. And we still continue not to cover Serie A, but we will tell you that they are coming back because they are. All right. Also, hey, you know what's actually back? The Danish Superliga. So let's talk about Esberg versus Alborg, which ended in a 1-1 draw. And you guys are not interested, are you? Why are we doing this? I mean, the only reason is that Vita Minone plays for Esberg. I can't even pronounce the name, but. but it's soccer and it's on right now. So don't we owe it to the bravery of these players. To Bundesliga now. <laughs> hey, let, let's 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 talk about crowd noise briefly because it took me about half the time that we usually take to take notes to realize. Wait a minute, I'm hearing crowds. What the hell? Um, and and I found an article about this where they talked to the producer at Sky Deutschland, and he was talking about how the sound that's piped in is from the previous game that the same two teams have played. They have a team of 10 people working on these. They have all of these like sound cuts that they have from like, okay, here's a VAR decision sound cut. Here's what happens when there's a near miss, a penalty decision, a red card, a yellow card. So in every circumstance, they have like a different sound cue that they can play. And the guy who's like hitting the button has both a soundboard, a mixer, and there's some other equipment that they mentioned. It's pretty intense, actually, uh, when you think about it the amount of production that goes into it and apparently everyone who's doing this is has they said we've only chosen people who were fans in the stadium and could actually like properly like speak to what things should sound like to do this. Um so okay. We've had a couple of we talked about this before, but we had a couple of weeks to think about it. Any changes of your opinions on crowd noise, any feelings on what you've just heard about how they do it?
0: I watched No, I go ahead okay um i last week i liked it this week i liked it it's it's fine i think it might help the players a little bit when they play um how they do it is pretty cool but like what if your last game you didn't store any goals and you store a goal all this game like
2: <laughs> well it's not it's or, yeah. not in the stadium it's it's, it's oh, the same okay. thing as what sky uk is planning you can hit a button on your tv in germany oh, to so switch on streams. tv right you can you can hit a button to switch oh. the streams but the so there are two feeds coming out of Sky in Germany, and it you know Fox Soccer for example is picking up the feed that has this crowd noise versus okay. picking the other one. I mean, it
0: helps with I think trying to make it a little more normal. And that first game back, I think it was Schalke versus Dortmund that I watched. It was just so. It's the stadium sounded tavernous when. Everyone, when they kicked the ball, when they headed the ball, just echoed for so long that it made it feel like they're playing in in this empty place. And I, I don't know, I think the, which they were, but I think the crowd noise helps with kind of forgetting why this is happening. And some people are looking for that escape.
1: I'm just so sad that this is going to be the divisive issue that tears us apart, Caleb, because I am still standing firm that I do not like the the noise i watched a stream without it this week and i and i absolutely enjoyed the silence and only hearing the players and the coaches
2: i think it's going to be interesting when it comes to the premier league and seeing which people pick whatever because um or at least internationally because there's i i feel like you know nbc might pick up the crowdless stream just because there, there's there's going to probably be more shouting in english um than than in the Bundesliga, so. you, you Presumably the crowds would understand more of it or the viewers so uh, I think that might change my opinion on it too but we'll see anyway we've talked about that enough let's talk about Leipzig versus Hertha Leipzig joking again with a 2-2 draw against Hertha Berlin yeah uh, Liverpool only Mark Driic
0: scores the opener for Hertha Berlin early on um, Klosterman uh, equalizes for Leipzig and Patrick Schick takes the lead later with a header, because that's all he can do. Um, later on, Adam Olufman, who is not a defender, very much a striker, um, forgets that and tackles someone in the box, gives away a penalty. Uh, Christoph Pietek equalizes with the penalty. Um, I think Leipzig shot themselves in the foot with a red card from Marcel
2: Hastenberg. Yeah, he got, got a second minute. yellow after getting the first one very early in this game. And uh, yeah, so, so Leipzig managing, I get, guess one read of it you could say is he managed to get a draw despite being a man down. So, hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Augsburg tied Paderborn 0-0. Huge result for Paderborn, who are still, and will remain probably, uh, bottom of the Bundesliga. And, um, I mean, I guess if they're going to remain at the bottom of the Bundesliga, it's not a huge result. Is it? Not really, no. No. Yeah, they're, they're six points behind. So, well, the six-point behind Werder, they, they're they uh, eight points behind Dusseldorf at this point. So they would need a lot of Dusseldorf losing to, to make a headway. All right, let's talk about Hoffenheim versus FC Köln. We'll talk about Union Berlin in a second. Um, this game, at Hoffenheim ended 3-1 winners over Köln. This is not a good week for Köln, who also lost to RB Leipzig later. And um, they saw... Th- this game also saw... Two red guards, one for FC Köln and one for Hoffenheim.
0: Sebastian Bornau and Benjamin Hubner were sent out for Tollen and Hoffenheim, respectively. Uh, we should really talk, though, about Christian Baumgartner, his performance in the game for Hoffenheim: two goals and an assist, contributes to all three goals for them in the win. Fantastic game from Baumgartner,
2: which is German for what notch? A uh, tree gardener. Baum, meaning tree, and Gartner, meaning gardener.
0: That was German with Notch, our new segment here on We Call It Soccer.
2: Yeah, see, because I don't listen to the crowd noise, I've heard all these words now, and I'm just like assuming. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
0: Bad week for Colin. Uh, Hoffenheim can climb up the table, so good for them, and good for Baumgartner and his play.
2: Union Berlin tied Mainz 1-1, which is a potentially interesting result given that they are in 14th and 15th place, respectively. Um, Mainz is only a point ahead of Dusseldorf. So, uh, and, and if they if they fall into 16th, Mainz will be in the relegation playoff spot. Um, Union sitting currently four points out of the relegation playoff spot.
1: Yeah, this was, was a pretty important uh, fixture. Um, Baku opened up the scoring in the 13th minute. With a cracker that made the Thunder uh, shake my building. Uh.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, uh turns out Thor is a Mines <laughs> yep. fan. Yeah, there you go. Did not know that. Uh, Union Berlin, though,
1: pulled it back in 33rd minute with Ingwersen, uh scoring. Uh, and they finish it 1-1.
2: Robert Andrich got sent off for a second yellow right before halftime. Uh, taking Union down to 10 men in this game. A lot of red cards this week. Uh, Dusseldorf played Schalke, who, as we have noted previously, are pretty much napping through this entire restart. Uh, 2-1, Schalke losing. Uh, again, reminder, Dusseldorf aren't a very good team. They're in 16th place. Schalke are in 10th and probably going to drop seem, a bit.
0: They seem content to stay there or stay just mid-table malaise for Schalke. Um, they did open the scoring. Uh, Weston McKinney, uh American center fielder. Center fielder Jesus. Center midfielder. Um, The first goal on a free kick, but then Rowan Hennings and uh, Keenan Karaman scored within five minutes of each other to give those of the win. Um, Goalkeeper Marcus Schubert for Schalke uh, palmed a free kick straight in the air that Hennings got on to equalize. Uh, Reminded that Schubert already signed a pre-contract agreement with Bayern Munich, so he's leaving after the season. So good for him, I guess, and he is not playing well, which is good for us because as non-Bayern
2: fans. SC Freiburg played by our Leverkusen. Leverkusen getting a, a goal through Kai Havertz, who we talked a lot about last week.
0: Yeah, five goals in four games since the restart. He is on fire.
1: And that's an important three points for Leverkusen because they want to stay in that top top part of the table. And Right now they're tied, uh, even though they're in fifth, they're tied on points with uh, Mönchengladbach. Uh, So they have potential to move into the top four, and that means making uh, the UEFA Champions League next year.
2: We also saw Mainz play Hoffenheim, and this time Mainz not getting a team that are sleeping. Hoffenheim getting the 1-0 win for the second win of the week. Ilhas Babu scoring the goal there in the 43rd minute. Wolfberg playing Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, Frankfurt getting the 2-1 win lifelong Frankfurt fan Caleb Wilson your reaction yep
0: uh, for the listeners at home I am while I'm recording this I am waving a enormous Frankfurt f- flag around and with a, with no shirt on and my face painted so just picture that and let's go uh, Frankfurt um, drew a penalty in the 27th minute Andre Silva converted um, Kevin Mbab Mbabu for Wolfsburg equalized later on a header a strong header that Funded it in off of um, the keeper's hands, um, but then Daichi Tomada, with a second goal for the Bundesliga, in in the Bundesliga for Frankfurt, um, got the win off a, head, a header cross by Bas Dost. Uh, Lucas Toro was sent off in the stoppage time, but it was late enough to not even matter because Eintracht Frankfurt walked in with the win, their first three points since the restart.
2: Uh, let's uh, talk about Schalke again sleeping through another match versus Werder Bremen or did I give did I give enough adulation to Frankfurt winning Caleb is it enough are you satisfied do we think this podcast hold is on, an anti on, Frankfurt bias
0: you know I could go into long speech about anti Frankfurt bias on this podcast but we've gone long enough no one wants to hear that and if you do <laughs> want to hear it for that I mean, if you, you do flag want to hear the the first, that though. you
1: have to pay for the Patreon don't put <laughs> on, I don't
0: want to do an episode all about that <laughs>
2: Uh, let's uh, let's let's talk about uh, Schalke versus Werder. As I was just saying, Werder getting the one nil win through a screamer from Beaten Court, who seems to be doing a little bit of that. He, uh, the man getting a getting a goal in thirty second minute. Hertha Berlin playing Augsburg to a two nil win. Uh, massive collision early in the game between the Hertha goalie and a Augsburg player. Thankfully, both were able to resume. And uh, then we heard polka music. And I
0: had flashbacks why is that um my home my hometown is every every wedding we would go to and it was a lot cause my dad was a pastor every reception had polka so much polka you know there's two different kinds of polka german and polish uh don't you know they sound identical to me but
2: yet there's some differences that i just don't understand are, are, are we gonna other. just erase hungarian polka from this
0: yeah, it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for our our Hungarian oh no. listeners. I'm not though. Uh,
2: I, I I did just so much polka. I did it's, not actually know if there not was a good if there was genre music if those hungar if Ho- Hungarian polka exists. But I I just took a guess because of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. I was like, if it's there in that side, it's probably and, and I just googled it and apparently I think there is. Strauss wrote a song maybe called Hungarian Polka. So presumably it exists. Cool, cool. I Do not care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get like angry polka, tweets I now, could, Caleb. I could leave because you said that. There's no polka fans on Twitter. They're all too old.
2: All right, so uh, let's it's not start. really hot day. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the fact that. Uh, d- <laughs> Dilrosan uh, set off said Polka Music with an, ex- with an exceptional goal. Great ball control in the box after getting the getting a rebound. Uh, Piadek sealed the game off on a late counter, and Hertha have now not lost a game in six games.
0: I mean, it's not surprising they won this game because, I mean, Osborne hasn't even been in session for how long, so the players are probably, you know... Home from the dorms and not very, you know, And I mean, in shape. And it's a drive to the game from Minnesota to Germany. It's a long flight, you know. And it's
2: like Division Three players versus, you know, top division Bundesliga. It's kind of a mismatch. Yeah, how they manage to the top division of Germany is beyond me, but, you know, more power to them. Is there, like, a a team in Sweden called St. Aleph or something that, like... So we can have St. Aleph versus Augsburg in... Uh, there probably is. There's gotta be a Welsh team called St. Thomas. There's gotta be. Or something like that. There's gotta be. Yeah, okay, all right. We'll, we'll, and a Scottish team called McAllister. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh
0: let's let's a, a another German team called Justavus Adolphus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although he was Swedish, so it'd be a Swedish team. So let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about Bayern smacking five goals against Dusseldorf, eh?
1: Yeah, this one, Byron seemed to just run all of them in. Uh the first goal was from uh Matthias Jurgensen, which is an own goal, but Pavard would have had it anyway, he was right there. He did, however, score the second goal, uh, which was then followed up by a brace from Lewandowski. Uh kind of stylish second goal from him as well, uh getting it in
0: He uh just describe it for a second. He nutmed himself and then nutmed the goalkeeper on a shot. This is very impressive. And a great cell phone. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, of course, yeah. Uh,
1: And then, of course, Alfonso <laughs> Davies finishes it off. So, Fruton Dusseldorf uh, showing exactly how good they are. Five Losing 5-0 five, to Bayern.
0: I mean, uh, gonna Robert s- Lewandowski, is, he's now scored against every single current leader
2: club, including his own, when he was a <laughs> I I got to say, now... We're going to see this with Dortmund again. It's kind of unfair with this restart to put, like, the top teams against the ones at the bottom. <laughs> and, like, I mean, the the gap between the two is just immediately clear uh, when that happens. Uh, Borussia Magladbach tips uh place on the top of the table, played against uh, Union Berlin at the bottom. 4-1 Magladbach versus Union.
1: Yeah, uh, Florian Neuhaus opened the scoring. Uh, he falls but gets it to hit the corner and it goes in uh so that was beautiful uh and then marcus thurman follows up scores twice takes a knee after his first goal to commemorate george floyd uh sebastian anderson gets one back for union berlin in the 50th minute our sultry swede uh belassen plié 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 like ballet uh Gets the fourth goal in the in the 81st minute. Uh, and Mönchengladbach win 4-1. And they get their important three points as well, staying ahead of Bayer Leverkusen.
2: Let us now discuss that aforementioned Dortmund game versus Paderborn. This is bottom of the table Paderborn against. Second from the top, Dortmund. ending 6-1 to Dortmund.
0: Uh, very important to note that this game went to halftime 0-0. If you can believe it, nice. that's. <laughs> but then, <laughs> Thornton has it happened, and then Jaden Sancho happened, and then it was two 0 and then Uwe Hunemeyer. Sure. Sure. Uh, scores a penalty for Paderborn, and the announcers like, "Oh, and they pulled one back now." Paderborn shows life, and then no, they didn't. Uh, Sancho uh, got a hat eventually. Ashraf Fatimi and Marcel Schmetz, Schmetzer. Stored each of their own goals. Marcel Schmel, Schmel- sorry Schmelzer, um, that was his first one. The Bundesliga in seven years. What's he been doing? A long time. Watching
2: seven years of Star Trek. Yes, actually.
1: Um, after
2: it- start. Well, wait, wait, wait. Is, is this is again. is his goal scoring like Huge the charity. Vulcan ritual of Ponfar, which occurs every seven years?
0: <laughs> <For> the
1: reference, <laughs> only you would get that.
2: No, we're going to get a tweet or two from a listener who says, I got that reference. I know you're out there. And when it happens, you can tweet, I told you so. Do not encourage
0: this. Do not encourage this. Jaden
1: Sancho did take his shirt off (laughs) after his first goal, and on it, it said, justice for George Floyd.
2: Yeah, uh, a bunch of uh, players... Choosing to do that. Um, and, and a bunch of teams on Twitter as well showing pictures of yep. their players kneeling. So good. Liverpool. Uh, FC Con versus RB Leipzig. Leipzig Smashing Corn four two. And this game was pretty much over by the fifty sixth minute, which is kinda wild when you look at the score.
1: Especially since Ken started the scoring in the seventh minute, uh, John Cordoba. Uh, after it hits the pose, <laughs> Elvis Um, I can't can't attempt that one. Hits the post. Uh, Um, Patrick Schick then...
0: For our listeners listeners at home, uh, Elvis' last name is R-E-X-H-B-E-C-A-J, so just do with that what you will.
1: Uh, Patrick Schick equalizes with a header in the 20th minute. Uh, Then Christopher and Cuckoo chips Timo Horn uh, ever so smoothly, just the smallest of chips...
0: Yeah. Very cheeky, um, very cheeky Then
1: <laughs> Timo Werner uh, gets the third goal Getting a pass from his goalkeeper Beating everybody one-on-one And uh, gets it in Anthony Modesta pulls one back for Kun uh, But Danny Almo just blasts one in To give Leipzig their fourth goal uh,
0: A minute later after Modesta pulled it to one goal so <laughs> There
1: really was no hope so... for Kun yeah. Despite the fact that they decorated no. their stadium with jerseys and teddy bears.
0: Oh, we should mention also the other thing we did. Uh, Madladbach decorated their stadium with cutouts of their fans.
2: <laughs> I think yeah, we we mentioned that one before. Wasn't there one with teddy bears this week? Yep, that was this one. That's the... no, that was. That yeah. was the that was the common. That one. was the, yeah, one? Was that's the that's teddy bears. Said. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. uh, that's pretty crazy. I, I guess it's better than the sex dolls, huh? Dis- yes. Disagreement
0: after, after 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 reviewing that yes yes better than sex dolls <laughs> is there a situation you gotta take on all the pressure you especially yeah, yeah. if you're made a decision
2: <laughs> is there a situation in which the sex are preferable
0: <laughs> that is oh god <laughs>
2: <laughs> um- <laughs> okay all right. I, I, I wasn't aware of these feelings, but okay. Uh, three match weeks to go on Bundesliga, and I uh, should mention that Carl, who we were just talking about, are seven points out of the relegation playoff spot. So, I mean, theoretically, a lot could happen in, in three three match days, so we'll see. Um, The the situation at the top is that Bayern are seven points off of Dortmund, and... um. I mean, do, do you guys think this one's over? Do you think Byron's done and dusted? I, I'll give it, call it. I'll give it one yeah. more week.
1: If 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 Bayern Leverkusen can pull a game off of the next week, then there's a chance if they win that one. I think it's it's definitely over.
0: Uh, I think this is a foregone conclusion. Really, ever since they started bouncing back, it seems like the past few years now, Byron has struggled out of the gates and then realized who they are and what team they are and. Decided to win the Munster again because they've won it, what, eight years in a row now? This will be eight years, I think.
2: Um, this one, we see a little more parody, but I don't think we're going to see it this year. So, there are some uh, competitive races. I think between second and fifth, you're seeing Dortmund, Leipzig, McLeodbach, and Leverkusen, four points among them. And then there's a 14 point gap to sixth, which is a significant place because uh, it's the qualification to the Europa League second qu- round. Um, and Wolfberg and Hoffenheim tied for it on 42 points currently, Wolfberg ahead on the tiebreaker. And then you've got six points below them Freiburg, Hertha. Uh, with 38, Schalke with 37 in 10th. Down at the bottom in the relegation spots, as I mentioned, Paderborn in 18th, and Werder in 17th, with uh, 19 and 25 points, respectively, in the immediate relegation spots. Dusseldorf for 27 points in the relegation playoff spot in 16th. Mainz with 28 points in 15th, at risk of falling into that spot. And then Union, Augsburg, with 31 points in 14th and 13th, respectively. Uh, Caleb's lifelong team, Frankfurt with 32 in 12th and Cologne in 11th with 34. Now that I've read you the entire Bundesliga table, uh, why don't we tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter?
1: You can find me at PickupLion.
2: That's L I O N. I'm at
0: K Olson 716 Also, thanks to Tectonics' release of their song Lustless
2: as our theme music. Check them out on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. You can find me at TW United fans and at Lockstock Spock. Although Caleb also tweets from TW United fans and probably more than me for the last few days at least. Uh, we should also mention that you can find this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. Please tell your friends to listen to us. We always appreciate it. And with that, we'll bid you goodbye. We'll bid you a safe week ahead for yourself and for everyone else as well. And we'll come back next week with whatever's been happening in soccer and maybe some other things. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.